The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 116, recorded October 7th, 2021. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of the KyberCast team. The other half is... Michael Diaz. Hi, Michael. Hi, Joe. Another week, another what if, another thing, a lot of things to talk about. We've got some news. We've got our typical geek this week. It's a basic show this week. Oh, like uh, like a, a woman wearing a vest, ordering, ordering a pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks. Yeah, with, with, well, it's the Han Solo. I guess it doesn't have to be a woman. No, but it's a... Uh, Han Solo well, pants? This is, the soul, this is the time for women that dress up like Han Solo. They just don't... Know it? They all just dress up like Han Solo right now. Between now and like, men can do it too. Yeah, but women for some reason do it. Yeah, the boots and the blue, whatever, and the vests and yeah, pumpkin spice. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of pumpkin spice. Hell no. Just so we're clear. Hell no. I'm no basic bitch. Yeah, it's it's a shame that marketing has taken fall away as well. <laughs> You know, it's funny. We're, we're in the middle of fall. It's really, you know, by my house, there's a lot of trees. It's beautiful. The trees are turning. I was driving home yesterday and I'm like, God damn it. it it's like two weeks in and it's going to be nothing. The trees will be <laughs> have no leaves on. Like we get two weeks of this really cool part of fall. And and I like fall, but I fucking hate winter. <laughs> winter is coming. It is. Hey, we might talk about that a little later, huh? You know, here's the thing. I don't mind winter. And maybe it's because in 1980, this little movie called Empire Strikes Back comes that came out. So seriously, when it's really cold and I'm all bundled up and trudging through snow, I feel like I'm on Hoth. Yeah, I need to f- kill some fucking Tauntaun to make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just don't do anything. Anyways, um, well, you can, let's jump right into news. Let's jump right into news. Okay. No, I don't do anything. News it is. News it is. So- I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen Venom? Otherwise, we would be talking Venom. No, I uh, I, I haven't seen the first one yet. Oh, that's right. You're. Uh, it's so funny to let you watch and don't watch. Um, you know, you're I, all about, I almost you're, watched it this weekend because I realized it was not. It wasn't until late on Sunday when I realized I I have a source that has Venom and I can watch it. And I I didn't. We watched something else. Don't you have? I I bought it. I thought you had. No. I thought you. I thought you bought it for some reason. New, no. uh, So that being said, neither one of us has seen Venom two. I assume we will at some point talk about this because right now it's breaking box office records for October. Not just past beyond COVID, it reached a hundred million faster than anything this year. It is second to only one movie in the history of releases in October. At the start, do you know what that other movie is? Uh, Titanic. No, the, in, when one released in October, not of all time. No, no, no. I know, but I, I okay. can't remember yeah, when yeah. Titanic was released. Sorry. Michael, it's our second most watched or listened to episode ever. The Joker. Oh, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, so it's killing. Comic it's... book movies are going to kill every single month, no matter when they're released. Every month is going to have a comic book movie as a record right the way it's going but i mean um hasn't got into its second weekend yet so we'll see if it dips further than than shang chi did but um i don't know i i haven't even checked the ratings on it to be honest with you but it's clearly it's doing well at the box it office but, I mean, but what's the competition out there shang chi a few weeks ago which yeah was but that's a month, month in that's like a month exactly. in so, so you know that you, i don't think that's a fair competition um, exactly. There will be this weekend because I'm going. That's another thing. It's a, it's in my uh, geek this week, but it will have competition this weekend, and that is James Bond. Now, is it the same audience? I don't know, but it, it oh, will have. So. 
it, it will have competition, so to speak. There will be people. Um, this sounds terrible, but I think a lot more drinkers of Monster Energy Drink went to go see Venom. <laughs> Is that terrible? Well, here's the thing. You know, Venom's Rotten Tomato score. Yes, I have the interwebs on. Um, the critic score, 59%. The audience score with 5,000 verified ratings, 85%. What? It was 67 last week. Was that the critic or... That was critic. That was critic. Because last week it was was, critic has dropped and audience score is at eighty five percent. That's a pretty disparate, um, you know, thing. But to me, I'm a little, you know, my uh, godson Johnny saw and he was like, "Meh." (laughs) A friend of mine at work, she loved Venom and was super excited to go see this. And I, I forgot to ask her how if they liked it. Oh, wow. Didn't do your work. Well, she didn't come back screaming about it, did she? <laughs> well, we had work, you know. Yeah. But she knows it wasn't like, it's not one of those things that. that comes up right away. Like, hey, how would you like Venom? I would have if I knew someone saw <laughs> Well, I didn't even think of it. Um, well, from it, it's just a lot of action. A lot, like, you know, uh, for, for the things I like movies for, it sounds like I probably won't like it but i probably won't hate it It might be visual candy but it does it still sounds like there's no story really or characters to 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 like again well, i haven't seen it but it seems that venom is the fan pass is the fast and furious of, of the, the marvel of the comic book movies well it's not fair to call it a marvel film yes technically marvel i would say that that last suicide squad was more fast and furious than oh i liked it a lot I know you did. I know. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I want to see it. I actually want to see it in the theater. I mean, I, I, I'm all about seeing movies in the theater if I can. Because um, I just like the movies. So, but we'll see. I will. Here's what I'll do. After this episode, I will go see if I have Venom and I will watch it. Okay. Then, then I can go see. Then I can see Venom too. All right. Right up there, yeah. And then eventually, eventually. Well, at least. You, you have to watch Daredevil. <laughs> what? Daredevil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. I will watch Daredevil if you watch Why the Last Man. Okay. I'll try and find <laughs> that. I just don't think that people are clamoring for that move, that show as much, but, you know, I'll give it a shot. Good. Give it a shot. Another dystopian, you know, thing, yeah, I, like, I guess. I, I like dystopias, though. Why? We live in one. I don't need to see it again. Yeah, but it could be way worse. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Okay. And on a brighter note, William what? Shatner. William Shatner is going to go to space. <laughs> you think he's going to pass the test? He doesn't have to. He's a private citizen. Yeah, but I mean, they don't want him to die up there. I'm sure he's going to do some kind of like, like sure let's they, check. Yeah, I'm sure he's going through some kind of physical, but he's not going through. I don't think he's going through a NASA John critical. Plan. Right, right, right. Um, is that with is it with Bezos? Who's he going up there with? Yeah, it's Bezos. Of course, Bezos? it's Bezos. I would really love for Bezos to put make him wear a red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then <laughs> just to see if, if anybody notices, see if he even knows. Of well, course, it's, Bezos. It's, it's new Amazon Red. No, Bezos would know, but I'm going to see if Shatner would even pay attention. Right. It's, it's a red shirt. We all wear red shirts up here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, well, didn't, didn't Picard wear red, though, a lot on Next Generation? Yeah, so uh, red red was, oh, say, yellow was for command originally, but when they did Next Generation, they switched uh, command to red. To get rid of the, the red red guy myth? No, I don't know. They still went down with red shirts, but uh, <laughs> there were some more yellow shirts. After Was that, that planned, by the way? You know Star Trek. Did they do that on purpose? Well, it is red down, shirt is, is red shirt like the pawn or whatever? Well, I don't know. I think that's when they had the most extra uniforms for. Right. So <laughs> they're the lowest but, class, is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Red shirt freshman. I don't know if they did it that way because of that. I think they just. Yeoman Johnson. And basically, if you watch an old episode of Star Trek and they Red guy's down, dead. What's that? The red guy dies. Yeah. If you watch them beam down and it's Kirk 
and Bones and Spock and then some random guy. We all know who's not coming back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Speaking writing. of which, have you ever read the book Red Shirts? No. We don't even know what that is. Oh, it's a good book. Everybody that died on the show? No. So, you know, it's obviously a Star Trek term, mm-hmm. but it's not like it's licensed or trademarked by Star Trek. It, right. It, even, yeah, right. They don't even use it in the show. People just started using it as a term, right? Right. So John Scalzi, who you know I love, he wrote a book about red shirts called Red Shirts. Nice. And it's literally about this crew where they realize the bridge crew goes down. Whoever goes with them dies. So then they, they get they they catch on to this and they try to avoid going down with them. It's it's did they did they reference that in your favorite animated show Upper Decks or Lower Decks? What is it? I think they have. You know, it's not my favorite show, but I, you know what, I, I forgot to put that. We'll get that to that on our geek this week. Oh, did you get back on it? Good. We'll, we'll, I did. I did. Okay. I'm almost all cut up now. I think I only have one episode. All right, we'll nope. talk about that. New episode came out today, so all right. I'm now two behind again. Well, now you just blew up your geek this week. I've got plenty more. Um. Uh, the next one, uh, Chloe Zhao has been asked uh, as she does the rounds for Eternals. She started to promote that. For those who don't know, she the, she's the director of Eternals. She directed the Best Picture winning Nomadland. Um, super hot director right now. Doing great stories. Kevin Feige can't stop talking about her when he, you know, talking about Eternals. He thinks Eternals could be up for an Academy Award. Really? This, is, this is what Kevin Feige is saying. And in her one of her interviews, um, she references Star Wars a lot. And the guy eventually asks her, uh, well, would you like to direct a Star Wars movie? And she says, uh, hmm, I have to tread very carefully with what I say here. Zell replied with a laugh. <laughs> yes, let's just say it's a world I have so much reverence for because it was such an important part of my life. Well, this, you know, so she says she'd like to direct a Star Wars movie. And I'm thinking, well, she just finished Eternals produced by who? Feige. And Kevin Feige has a Star Wars movie to produce. Uh, you know, and I almost think I mean, she, she said, but she says I have to tread lightly here, which tells me it's already done <laughs> that, or she's doing an episode of one of these many Star Wars shows that's coming out. I feel like she's so hot in the film right now that she doesn't have time to do a show. Maybe not, but you know, no man land. Yes. It won best picture, but it was well, not an expensive film. No, I, I didn't particularly care for it. Um, good character study. And then that I was more angry at the character, which means it was probably a good movie. And I was just angry at maybe some right. of the things. So I, I don't think it was a bad movie. I just didn't, um, the person really bothered me. So maybe that's a good thing. Um, and the story angered me. It doesn't mean it was a bad story. So it, it made me feel something. So, which is a good, it's, it's usually right. a sign of a good, good directed movie, so to speak. I'm just saying, I mean, we don't know. I don't know. You, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. You could very well be right. But oh, I'm not anything. It's just you know. Right, right, right. Yeah. But think of it this way: you know, Feige. Well, he loves her. She's obviously working underneath the uh, Disney umbrella right now. Right. How easy would it be to like, hey, let's get? If Feige was thinking, maybe she should get a film. Hey, uh, John Favreau, uh, Robert Rodriguez, and uh, right. Dave Filoni. Why don't you let her direct an episode and see how it goes? It's possible for sure. It's, it's an easy way. I mean, it's they're not cheap, but it's an easy way to, you know, give her like a tryout in the Star Wars universe and then, hey, now direct the film. For sure. I, I tell you what it also does. It also it's making me more excited for Eternals. I feel like they're not showing us a lot of things, you know. And if you saw the Shang-Chi preview pre, uh, trailer, they didn't show a lot in that trailer because that stuff was almost all Marvel has done a good job of showing almost everything that happens in the first five minutes and make it look like it's all part of the entire movie. Right. <laughs> you know, you're like, wait a minute. I, almost the whole preview's done. <laughs> We've got an hour and a half left of the movie. So, um, oh, by the way, Black Widow is now streaming on Disney Plus for free if you're a Disney Plus subscriber. Uh, part of, a little part of news there. So I think I might watch that again. I think I'll watch it again just because, like I said, the version I watch was maybe not the most legal version. Oh, the version I watched was uh, on the big screen. Yes, I <laughs> I think I would like to see the official version again because uh, 
it'll, it'll probably look better than when I saw it. Probably. You well, shouldn't really, bad. Oh, I thought maybe you're just looking through your neighbor's window as they were watching it. <laughs> well, I, I was there already anyway. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you got going on here? I see you got a couple of news things. Well, this one, I mean, this one's for you. It is. I've seen it. But oh, you wrote the dragon it. You, teaser? You wrote it, so. I know, but are you excited? Uh, yeah, it looked cool. It looked cool. I mean, anytime you see Matt, I like Matt Smith a lot. If anybody so knows me, like Matt Smith is awesome. He is, he's one of my favorite Doctor Who's just great. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's all House of Dragon. Like they showed, you know, all the blondes, <laughs> you know, it's all blonde house and that. But uh, yeah, it looks good. I mean, there's no books here. So this is pure script, I'm assuming. I don't know where they're basing it off of maybe some of his lore or whatever. At least I don't think it's based off an actual book. My question is. How much input does he have on this? I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if we even need it, to be honest with you, but hopefully it's good. I'm sure he's getting paid as an advisor in some way. Sure. Or just getting paid by using the name. Well, he, <laughs> oh, he gets a cut no matter what. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all based on his stuff. He's getting he's getting paid. Right. But I just wonder if, he, if he's on set as an advisor or what, or if he's helping direct the story at all, just because he still hasn't finished that last book, right? No, it's not even the last. I think he's got two books left to finish on it, I think. Which is, and he said, yeah, he gave him notes as to how he thinks it's going to end. And that's how the end of the series. But it doesn't mean that his books are actually going to end that way. Right. He might. Oh, no, he said he's going to change it. He's already said that he was actually upset that he let it get, that he didn't finish it before the series. And they had to do what they had to do. Um, right. But my guess is now he's going to change it completely. Even though it, it may have been what was in the outline, he may have said this is how it's probably going to end. Um, you know, I know they got beat up for the ending. I get the ending. Uh, it, it didn't bother me as the choice of who was going to be in the chair. It just ended abruptly. Um, and I think people, did you want? You didn't watch the show, right? Yeah, I've never watched a single episode all the way through. Yeah. So basically, you know, the 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 heroine of the story, the um, Danny's Targaryen. Um, they made her like the hero, but then basically she got more powerful, more powerful and power ab- corrupted, ab- absolute power corrupted. Absolutely. And that was really the whole story of everything. Like, you know, whoever gets the power, gets corrupted somehow. And that's kind of what happened except for Jon Snow, which big story then long story, which, you know, you're not going to pay attention to anyways, Michael, but it was a good show. It was a great show. I loved it. I was waiting every week and it was very good. Hopefully this, you know, lives up to that. Um, I don't think it will, but it could. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Hard to tell. I watched the trailer. Uh, I thought it looked interesting, but I'm coming from a position of not being a fan. Mm -hmm. And I thought the trailer was, I mean, it was, I I didn't get it. It's a trailer, but I thought it was really light on anything. Yeah. So doing a little research as we talk here, it is based on, uh, a novel that he wrote called fire and blood set 200 years before game of thrones. And I didn't know that even existed. So. Well, there you go. So maybe I have something to read later on, but that's not the only HBO news we got. We also got the peacemaker trailer, which is the (laughs) show that takes place after the suicide squad, which uh, James Gunn had a hand in creating. And. He says he's not completely done, but it, it focuses on John Cena and his character, the Peacemaker, who, even though uh, he appeared, uh, spoiler alert, for anyone who hasn't <laughs> seen it yet, which is probably a lot of you based on... We talked about it anyway. Yeah. So John Cena takes a bullet to the throat, or Peacemaker does, I should say. Right. And you all pretty much think he's dead, but then they do an after, you know, mid credit scene and you find out he survived. Right. And that's where this show comes from. And he looks like nothing happened to him. Not even talking funny. Well, he has a superhero. <laughs> yeah, but what? I know. It doesn't mean anything. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I, I I don't know. I guess it's a comedy, right? I mean, the way the preview oh, shows. I mean, I mean, it's comedy. I mean, it's a, it is the, one of the dumbest costumes you'll ever see. Oh, uh, but they make fun of that. Right no, I know. It, it's the point, right? I mean, it, it's just, it's it's goofy. Um, I mean, 
John Cena is doing a good job playing Goofy. That's for sure. This is my favorite role I've ever seen John Cena in. Not Fast Nine. Oh, wait, you didn't see that yet. I did. I saw. Oh, it. you I did. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that was not a very good Fast and Furious movie. It was terrible. Yeah. Really Other than the Star Wars references, it was terrible. <laughs> it was even that couldn't save it. But no. John Cena was he was I don't know. Here we are nine movies in and suddenly we find out he's got a brother. Yeah, pretty pretty big backstory there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> family. Yeah, family is the most important thing. <laughs> it doesn't talk about his brother. Yeah, well, whatever. Anyhow, not that I've seen John Cena in a lot of movies. Actually, you know what? He was no, in that he- movie. He was in that movie with, um, it was a small role, with Tina Fey and um, Amy Poehler. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was basically their parents died and they came to clean up their house and sell it. Right. And they kind of relive, relive their youth in John Cena. Yeah, that, that's a good movie. Yeah. I mean, he had a small role, but it was really good. My safe word is don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I don't know. You're looking forward to this. I'll might watch it, but I won't be like day and date watch. Like, I, gotta wait. I can't wait for this to come out. It's not going to be like Book of Boba Fett, put it that way for me. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be watching it. I can't wait. This yeah. is, this is, this is what do they call it? Uh, There's no way this is going to be better than Daredevil. <laughs> it's just not. I don't know. It's different. It's probably not going to be better. But this, for me, this is appointment viewing. Okay. I, mean, well, I hope I hope I, I hope the appointment works for you. And I hope it's good too. Like I don't want it to fail. DC's got to get something going. I'm a big fan of you know James Gunn and his sense of humor. I am too. I just didn't care about anybody. That's the problem, except for the one girl, the Rat Girl, whatever her name was. Rat Catcher. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, maybe I should give that movie another watch with a different attitude. I'll try, but it'll be a while yet. <laughs> a lot of stuff to watch. Uh, when you watch uh, Daredevil. Lord of the Rings, uh, oh, that's a, that's a cold day in hell. I'll that's watch. Crazy. I'll I watch. don't know how you can you can just dis- dismiss that. I don't know. Okay. I've seen that's the first one. Remember? I know. And I nothing. You know how you feel about Suicide Squad? How nothing grabbed you? No characters I care about. There's a lot of characters I care about in Lord of the Rings, though. But that's not me. Not for you. Apparently not. I watched the first one. I'm like, I give no shits about anyone. <laughs> I will. I would watch Game of Thrones before I watch Lord of the Rings. Ooh. Okay. I get it. Hour increments. You can make it easier than. Exactly. Which I know I get overall. It's a lot longer. I guess unless I watch the uh, extended editions, apparently then it's like a seven week movie, right? <laughs> it's a triumphant film. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not me. It's not you. Okay. Well, how about we move on to stuff that's our own? Get that? Let's our do own, that. Our geek this week. I had a few things. I'm I'm watching Foundation. I'm, I've caught up. I'm up to episode three. And I got to admit, like, this is a slow, this is science fiction. This is not hard fantasy. Sci-fi. Yeah, it's, it's hard, which is tough for me because I don't really get too far into hard sci-fi. I like the fantasy, you know, more of the... Um, I don't know what would you call it story the fantasy side of it the stuff yeah, that you, you can't watched, yeah. uh you watched Raised by Wolves didn't you last year yeah we did remember we were like watching it yeah. it was kind of like eh, and it never really paid off for us like we didn't love it well, it got better but it yes, got better I didn't love it uh you did or did not no I, I said I didn't love it it yeah. got better and you're correct it didn't right so, I am interested to see where season two goes but you're right I did right. not love it I think this is better than that really? visually it's stunning let me tell you, for for a streaming show on Apple, visually beautiful. I mean, it's shot, the color, everything's beautiful. That doesn't make a great show. I'm just no, telling but you, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Like it doesn't feel like a, um, you know, TV sci-fi is hard if you don't put the right time and budget into it. And they did a good job here. Like the it, it, the color's great. Everything's it's 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 great. And Lee Pace is really good in it. And I'm you know. Uh, I'm, the story is very hard to follow. It's it's like listening. It's like if you're a Rush fan, you should like this because like you can't you got to like follow this thing, and it jumps time, like it jumps time a lot, like not just like uh, five years, like four hundred years, 
Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like 400 years, this happened. Then 35 years, this happened. Then 17 years ago from the 35 years that you just watched, this happened. So you cannot idly watch this. So like the first episode I watched, it was like, I started at 10 o'clock at night and I fell asleep because it's slow. It's not like action packed sci-fi. It is sci-fi, right? But there's some killer things that happen at the end that kind of keep you going. Like it builds up, each show builds up to a slight crescendo. Um, and it's getting good. It's just a lot. It, it's, it's, you got to really pay attention to the show. Um, you've got like, do you know anything about Foundation? Did you read Isaac Asimov? It, it's based off short stories, I guess, from that. I never read any Isaac Asimov. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I have not read it. I'm familiar with the concept about, uh, isn't the main character, he's like, uh, what, he creates a new science called like psychohistory or something like that? Yeah, based off numbers and math and how, and he yeah, predicts right. the end of the empire, this empire. Right. Where basically, uh, yeah, he's not, he's not predicting like lotto numbers or like, oh, tomorrow you're going to have a milkshake. No. But his math basically says within this time frame, this entire society, this empire is going to collapse. Collapse. And the, and the empire is built off one emperor. But this emperor is cloned. So it literally is the same emperor, but you have three versions of the emperor at every time. You have dusk, you have day, and you have morning. Morning is like the kid. Day is basically the emperor that's running everything, and dusk is the one that's going to going to die. The advisor because Yeah, right, because he's old, and they, they kind of cycle through this. So, you know, played by the same characters and things like that. That makes sense. Instead of doing a memory dump, you just... You learn through experience, right? Right, right. But it's always the same person. It's technically the same person. Now they—I don't, don't know if they all act the same because everybody, every emperor has—they uh, don't—they're not robots, right? So they feel different. There is a an android that is nursing all these people. She's like the mom, but it's an android because she's been with the very first one, so she helps keep that knowledge going too. And you've got various characters. There's just so much going on. I can't explain it all here. It's a very complicated show. I don't think it's for everybody. That's for damn sure. Um, like, I don't know if it's going to do well for Apple Plus because um, it doesn't. It, it it's starting oh, to expensive. kick a little bit, but it, it, I don't know how expensive it is. Um, but it doesn't. You can see everybody's trying. Everybody is still trying to do a Game of Thrones, right? Whatever genre they're doing it, and they're trying to get that kind of level of each week something. So, so far though, I'll I'll finish it. I'll I'll definitely finish it. Um, but yeah, that's that. And again, in uh, for me, I'm watching Titans season three. That's coming to a close soon. It's it's okay. It's pretty fun. There's uh, this is a good season. I think I like the Red Hood thing that they got going on there. You you haven't watched any of it, so I won't go too far into it. No, but I know who the Red Hood is. Yeah, I know. well, based off there's a bunch of Red Hoods. This is Jason Todd as Red Hood. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not the original Red Hood word Joker. One no, of the stories I, I is the Joker weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Scarecrow's involved. It, it's pretty good. Uh, finishing up uh, Into the Dark, trying to finish that book up. So uh, the Star Wars High Republic book. And this Saturday, going to see No Time to Die. So I'm pretty excited to see the James Bond movie. Uh, I'm not a super, super James Bond fan. I like I liked the Daniel Craig stuff a lot. Um I remember seeing like Moonraker and stuff as a kid and I never really got, I never liked Roger Moore. He's kind of like the Adam West of John, of, of James Bond. It's like, you know, yeah, I agree. You know, it's, you can't, it's so campy. You're like, eh, like you watch them now. They are horrible. I don't know if I could. Yeah. I, they're really bad. Right. Like, like it's so campy. Like it, like I get like the Sean Connery ones work because it's kind of a pulp genre back then right like it was it, even in shot in pulp ways it's different it's like you know watching Mad Men or something but watching like a Roger Moore 70s you know it's just they're just so bad he's so bad he's like can't it's like watching Cannonball Run all the time oh <laughs> I loved Cannonball Run but that is what it was it was stupid right. it's supposed to be stupid right. it's supposed to be stupid it's supposed to be camp right yeah well I mean they took a different tact with uh Roger Moore films I, I remember watching them and liking them as a kid, but I I can't say that I've watched them since. I own them all on Blu-ray. Oh, do you? You have never sat down and said, I'm going to start. Front, I, front. Like I bought them. I'm like, I'm going to sit down and watch everyone. Because like, I don't know that I've seen all of Goldfinger or Dr. No or any of those old Sean Connery ones. So years ago, the Blu-ray set went on sale for like 
I forget how much. I think I paid two bucks a movie for them all. Oh, totally worth it. So I bought them. Like, I'll watch these, and I haven't watched a single one. <laughs> I think it went through uh, Skyfall, so I, I don't have Spectre. I haven't. I still haven't seen Spectre. Spectre's good. Well, yeah, they're all, they're all, they're all good. Yeah. Well, Skyfall Somewhere. was Sam Mendes, so it was Spectre. I was. Yeah. I wanted to see Spectre. I just never got around to it, and then just haven't. So I need to fix that. But I, I, I like Craig as uh, Bond. Um, right. That's right. I, I don't want to diss him. That's all I got. I like Craig as Bond. I'd like to see this as well, but. I got to go see Spectre. How do I miss so much stuff? I don't know. Because you watch Y chromosome show or whatever. I don't know. You pick odd things. To- it's so good. <laughs> Dude, it's one of the best comics of all time. Okay. Even Shay's into it. She's loving it. I'll try. I'll try. What was it? What, 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 what's your week? What did you do this week? What's your geek? Uh, I finished that book I was reading. It was a short book. The Long Dry by Sennin Jones. Who, How uh, ironic. It's not called The Short Dry. <laughs> I think it's only like 150 ish, 160 pages. Oh, it's a novella. It's uh it's it's dark. It is not a happy book in any way, shape, or form. Loved it. Sometimes uh life is brutal and sometimes it's beautiful. So that's yeah. all I'll say about that. I have a hard um, time you know what I think you know, you bring up dark. I have a hard time re- watching dark or reading, you know, reading dark in this time. Like if things were in good, like everything's happy then i can watch dark stuff but like when shit's bad not bad but when there's been so much stress over the last 18 months in various ways from life in general you know that from outside forces not necessarily like in my house you know what i mean um then i just want to be escaped that's why i think marvel's done so well too like throughout all this like yeah that's why venom's doing well at the box office right it's like Nobody wants to go see fucking Nomad Land and feel like shit at the theater. It didn't do well at the theater. It won a, <laughs> you know, I want to ask, but I don't want to feel like shit when I go. There. I want to, you know. Dark is my happy place. Yeah, I guess. Have you ever seen High Fidelity, the movie? Yeah, of course. It's great, that but whole, it's also funny. Right. I know, no, but the whole first opening monologue, you know, what came first, the music or the misery? Right. It goes on about, you know, people worried about kids with guns, but people don't worry, you know, worry about kids listening to thousands, literally thousands of sad, depressing songs about breakup and love and all that. Right. Except when Ozzy puts out an album, they get all pissed off, the parents. Well, <laughs> my point is, um, that's my happy place. I like the more tragic the music, the better. So I, I like that a lot of times, not always in my cinema. Dark makes me happy. Yeah, there's some dark things I like too, but I don't know. I feel it's e- it's just easier to be dark. It's hard oh, yeah. to make people feel good. 100% agree. However, I did see a fantastic feel-good movie. I watched Free Guy this weekend. Yeah, we did too. Oh, yeah, we all watched that too. We watched it. You did? Yeah. Well, that's over you did before though, right? No. You just no, watched no. it this past weekend. Yeah, we did. Yeah, like Saturday night or something. Yeah, so it's, it's a great, it it's a great movie. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it was Sunday. That's a great movie. I love it. It's a great it. movie. That's an excellent movie. We agree. Yeah, very fun. It's it's kind of like Deadpool because it's still like Ryan Reynolds plays almost the same type of character all the time because it's just the way he delivers words. You know. Oh yeah. There's, there's always an irony to it, but it was an excellent movie. Oh yeah, I I loved it, and really for me, this was. I don't know. I, I get the different stories and there's a lot more to it, but this what this did player Ready Player One better than Ready Player One did. Yeah, in a way, but it's a different take. I know it's a different take, but this one was fun the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent movie. Everybody should watch that somehow. Go see it. Whatever. However you find it. <laughs> however you so find good. however you find your films, go watch. Um that's it for you? I think so. I thought maybe it's something else, but maybe Last not. Man. No, you got Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, before we jump into our main topic, we just want to remind everybody that we do have a Patreon page. If you wanna what do you call it, Michael? A little tip? Is that what you say? A little tip in the jar. Yeah. Um, if you go to patreon.com slash kybercast, you can help support this show and as we've said in the past, full transparency, we do this as a hobby. We're not looking to get rich, but there are some costs. If you want to give us a hand, 
check out patreon.com slash kybercast. We have a $1, $3, and $5 tier. Or you don't have to, but we figured we'd throw that in and let you know how to help the podcast. So let's jump right into our main topic this week. The what if finale. Yeah. The what if finale. What if um, the watcher broke his oath? Yep. Is the official title. Is it, yeah. And um, Jeffrey Wright, right? Is yeah. he the watcher? Yeah. Um, what do you think? I think the answer is obvious here, Joe. I like this series from episode one. Are there some clunkers? 100%. Uh, you know me, last week I messaged you immediately, said you got to watch it. Not mm-hmm. only so we could cover it for the podcast, but right, right. I was in Right. And you're like, all right, I'll watch it. <laughs> well, I was going to watch it anyways. I mean, I'm, I I'm going to watch this stuff. But I was hyped. So right. I think this just continues how I've approached this entire series. I, the last episode was fantastic. I loved this episode. I loved it. So the last two episodes saved the series. In my opinion. Yeah, I was saying in your opinion, because I liked it all. I mean, like I said, there are some clunkers hundred percent, you know, it's, party I'm going to say this. Party it boy, did, uh, Thor is not that great. What, what I mean by that is the last two episodes, which to your point early on, that they all tied in to what happened prior in a way. Yes. But we're bringing those characters through, but it did not make those episodes better in the past. It made the series better because the story got a little tighter, but it didn't make yes. those episodes better. Um, it did not just because Thor party boy, you know, point break Thor is in this. Point break, that's right. <laughs> is in this, these last two episodes doesn't make his episode better. I 99% agree with you. I do think it makes the Doctor Strange episode a little bit better just because the way it ends. with So they create that pocket universe, right? Yeah. Well, you're already jumping to the end, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. But yes, I, th- I think it makes that one episode better. We'll get to that one, into the why later. Right. Um, I mean, it was... a. It, 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 what made it better was just Ultron was cooler. Like, that was a formidable... When you make a great villain, the stories are better. Like that's that's what these people have to these people. That's what you know. Any of the uh, comic book movies, if if the villain's not good, it's typically not a good movie. Well, yeah, you've got to make a compelling. You got to well, make a okay. villain that that believes in what they're doing. True, but Marvel has up until recently. My Marvel has had a pretty cookie cutter bad guys up until the last several films. Yeah, but their motivations are usually good and correct. Well, even Black Widow, the bad guy is not that. Yeah, that, that's one of the worst bad guys. I agree. Was the Black but, Widow one. But then again, but then you have Killmonger, who's probably one of the best, if not the best villains. Yeah, it's great, right? Well, yeah, because he's ha- you, he believes in his cause that he's, he's not, uh, uh, the best villain is a hero in their own story. Yes. So, and that's what Killmonger is, right? And you knew that was going to happen the whole time watching this episode. Oh, 100%. Um, what if like, well, you know he's going to turn, turn? Yeah, as soon as they bring Killmonger, you notice he does nothing in any of the battles. Nothing. He waits. Right. But he fulfilled his purpose. It's like the Watcher knew that he was going to do that. Of course he knew that. Right. How it ended. But anyway, we're, we're jumping ahead again. Well, what do you think, Joe? I liked it. Like, like I said, it made the series better for me. Like, okay, I get it. Um, it paid off what you said. Like, you know, they did all these things for a reason. They, Dave Filoni'd it, right? Uh, I needed a little more patience, but I just couldn't get past some of the really bad episodes. Like, they even paid off the zombie episode, but it wasn't big enough for me. It was, you know, Scarlet Witch for one second, uh, zombie witch. They could know, have done, so. Yeah, they could have done a little bit more there. I agree. Um. I mean, she was pretty powerful, but didn't take him long to destroy her. Um, right. It was good. I, I you know, I kind of like that Black Widow had a decent thread through all these. Like, she's probably the character that I cared for the most throughout this for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe because she's gone in um, the, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I thought her character was one of the strongest throughout all of them. 
Yep. Um, uh, but I know I, I enjoyed the last two episodes and I, you know, and I always liked the Dr. Strange episode. I, I said that when we, when we did our podcast, but um, it was good. Um, you know, I'd like to know, I guess, Michael, the ultimate question for, for, for this show is how is it going to affect the, they said it's supposed to affect the Marvel Cin- Cinematic Universe. Um, how, what, where, we don't know. Like, will we see the Watcher in any of this stuff? Well, we've already seen The Watcher in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, that's right. Gotta have to watch it again. It's been a long time. Um, and that's when we find out Stan Lee, the reason he's shown up in every... Right, um, he's sitting up with them. Yeah, he, yeah. that's why he keeps showing up. But um, I, I think the next time we see or anything to do with this show, I think it's going to be in Doctor Strange in the uh, Multiverse of Madness. Not Spider-Man. No, no, no. I don't think, well. Journals? No, I, I think uh, Marvel's got so many films and so many shows now. I don't think it has to be like, all right, we saw this in What If, so we're going to see it in Eternals, and then we're going to see something. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, are we all, like, is Eternals going to take place in, in the 616 or whatever you want to call it, the Marvel Cinematic, like the base, our, our, our thread of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or is that another... I, I don't think they're really, I don't think they're going to be doing movies in other realities yet. I don't think that makes sense. I think, and again, this is just my opinion. I, I think they'll because we saw this with the Star Wars movies, right? People like will follow the main line for the most part. Yes, there are super fans. I, I, I'm a above average fan, maybe a super fan. You're mm-hmm. an uber fan, so you read yep. all the books and all that stuff too. But your average moviegoer, your average Star Wars fan, yep. is just going to watch the main movies, right? Sure. Maybe the Disney Plus shows now, but well, do do you call Rogue One a main movie, or is that a? I do, but I'm a super fan. Whereas, you know, I I remember when Rogue One came out, I had people come to me because right. like, you know they grew up on Star Wars, they loved it, but they they just watched the movies and called it good and didn't think about it anymore. Right. I had people saying. Wait a sec. When does Rogue One take place? Because we just saw The Force Awakens. Now, what's this? Right. I'd explain that. But they went and saw it, right? They did, but I think some people left. She's like, I don't get it. Where was Ray? Yeah. You know, then I think there's a lot of fans like that. Sure. They don't pay Um, that much attention. So for Marvel to suddenly have a movie in one of these alternate universes, I think would throw everyone off. And Feige doesn't want to do that. It's cool to have them ancillary on the side, like we saw in this show, especially animated, because you can bring in, can bring back people that are no longer under contract, with different people doing the voice work. Right. But again, like I said from episode one, I think anything that's especially popular, um, we could see pop up. I, I know Peggy Atwell is not much younger than Chris Evans, but I would put money that there's a good chance that we could see a Captain Carter show up, even for just a minute in a show or something. And I would love that. Mm-hmm. Could be um, could be Falcon and Winter Soldier for all we know. Right. It'd be, I mean, that. oh yeah, that would be really good. But anyway, so I don't see them doing, I'm not saying never, but in this next slate of films, at least for the next, you know, two to five films, I don't see them popping into other universes. Now, right. At some point in time, Marvel is going to have to do a soft reboot, if not a hard reboot, of their universe to keep people coming. So they can bring in a new Tony Stark that's younger. They can bring in you know, Tom Holland. Yes, he's still playing a teenager, but the guy's like 25 now. Right. And he's fantastic as Spider-Man. Right. But he's not going to be able to be a kid forever. Right. Everyone will age out. Even as much as I love... Chris Hemsworth take on Thor and he can go on for a long time. He's not going to eventually he's going to tap out too. Right. So now that they have the multiverse, they're going to play around with it. We might see things come in and at some point they're going to have some event, whether it's secret war or whatever they decide to make, whatever it's called, they're going to take cues from the comics and they're going to do a soft reboot of the universe. And you'll probably have, one or two characters 
you know, that remember the previous MCU and are going to be like, you know, our connection to the old MCU and as we go forward with the new MCU right. when it happens. So will we see another universe in cinematic? Probably in five to ten years. That's my guess. I feel like we're going to see something in the Spider-Man one, though. Like, I mean, well, well, I don't know. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. If I'm wrong, and we see something, if anything in the Spider-Man one, I mean, we've already established, you know, in into the Spider-Verse that there are multiple universes, and they wanted to bring Tom Holland into that. It didn't happen. So, if we did see a Miles Morales or some other or Spider Gwen or someone else from Into the Spider Verse, which is a Sony property. Well, I'm just talking at multiverse, not just necessarily. Like, I think the multiverse is going. They're going to show something from that in that movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Then it's got to go to to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. I mean, well, we're definitely going to see the multiverse there. I'm just saying. But will any of these characters be in one of those? Is what I'm saying. Like, are they going to connect it that quickly? Well, if you're talking Doctor Strange. Could be Doctor Strange for sure, right? I think there's a pretty good chance we see Dark Doctor Strange. Or what do they call him? Doctor Strange... Supreme? No. Supreme. Supreme, right? Yeah. 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 Doctor Supreme sounds like a order it. I know. (laughs) Yeah, right? On a side note, who the hell thought... Who who knew... Like, I didn't know that uh, uh, Ross Marquand did all these cool voices. He is so good. Right? He's good Ultron. Good Red Skull. When he does the Red Skull's voice, or yeah. what's yeah. But looking him up on his Wikipedia, he's known for this stuff. I guess I didn't know that. Neither did that. I, impro- I yeah. knew him from uh, Walking Dead. I didn't realize that's what I knew. Right. Him. Like I guess he does like a ton, like over fifty impressions. No idea. No idea. Until this, well, I mean, when we saw him in um, Endgame, yeah, right. he did a great Hugo weaving. Right. It was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, people didn't even who's, know. Who's noticed? Right, exactly. Right. That's why you don't need him to do him to bring Red Skull back. Right. Just, you do the, you just put him in makeup and go. Um anyways, I, I saw He even did a cool. decent James Spader. I know. He had a little bit of the drawl and like I had to look it up to see if it was James Spader, and I'm like, Ross Marquand again? <laughs> yeah. He's the Mel Blank of the Marvel universe. <laughs> Kids can look up Mel Blank. I'm not gonna say who he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Godfather. Um, so I really do, like. Look, it, it got better. I'm glad it got better. Um, but so, what do you think? As I am trying to think back to the episode now. There, so they 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 come together. They they fight Ultron through various things. They finally got it. Was what was awesome is you did have uh, Black Widow shoot the arrow into the eye that had the the virus. You know, it was like for Hawkeye. Like there was some really cool, like that. I really liked, like, that's what, why I kind of dug the Black Widow character. And I don't know who it was that was the voice for that. She was pretty close to Scarlett Johansson. Um, was it Lake Bell? I, I don't know. I have to look up uh, here on the Wikipedia, but um, anyways, but I, that, I thought it was cool that they finally had um, the, the virus, so to speak. And it stopped for a while until shit went bad, you know, again. And, well, and, as soon as we're talking about that, so you had, you know, who was it? Um, Ar- Arnim Zola. Yep. Fighting within the body of Ultron slash Vision, whatever. Right. But did did you notice they made a pretty sly reference? Are you familiar with what Arnim Zola looks like in the comics? No. He doesn't look like Toby Jones? No. But he's basically, he's a brain and a face in a gut. Like, seriously, if you just Google Arnim Zola real quick in the comics and you'll see it. And they kind of did that when he was fighting with uh, Ultron because his face appears right in his torso. Okay, I'm trying to find Arnim Zola comics image. I just look at images. See what, they look, what it looks like. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You see yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember that character. That's who it was. Like, I remember the drawing in, in comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it's the way you see him in the comics, it's kind of hokey. But the way they did so it. So, is that in, the character that's on the other, like the Hulu show? 
No, no. Oh, I forgot about that show. Oh, my God. I, I never watched it. So <laughs> I watched a couple episodes. I actually thought it was kind of funny. Um, no, that's MODOK. Okay. Oh, yeah, MODOK. That's right. MODOK's a big head with little limbs that come off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Arnim Zola is just kind of like the reverse of that. He's got a normal body, but his head's in his chest. In his chest, yeah. It's kind of Yeah, I, I like that reference because, I mean, it didn't look nearly as hokey, but yet and it made sense to why they did it that way. Right. But it was still a nice wink and a nod to those of us who, you know, know who Arnim Zola was in the comics. Okay. See, like, but with someone like you, you missed it, but that's okay. It didn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter, right? Didn't turn missing it doesn't change or ruin the story for you at all. No, but it's no. a nice little wink and a nod to those of us that do know, without ruining so, anything. So, d- d- does he live on in that, like, in that uh, state in the comics? Like, is he uh, a, is he a villain or is he like a neutral? Oh, yeah, he's a villain. Oh, okay. He keeps coming back all the time. <laughs> of course, no one's ever dead in the comics. No. No one's he used to be able to say gone. Bucky and Uncle Ben, but now it's just Bucky. <laughs> or not just Uncle Ben. Got it. And the Punisher's family. <laughs> the only people that stayed dead in the comics. So, uh, to get back to the point real quick. Yes, mm-hmm. you're right. It did not improve the previous episodes. Except for the Doctor Strange, only because when it ends, you have Arnim Zola. Versus Killmonger, both fighting for control of the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. They wrap them up in a little pocket dimension, which exists within a pocket dimension where Doctor Strange is trapped. He is not allowed to leave. He has to spend the rest of his eternity, however long that may be, trapped in his own little pocket dimension alone, watching a pocket dimension, hoping Arnim and Killmonger do not get out. And that's where I'm thinking you might see in multiverse. Maybe. Yes. I don't know, but we you don't want what? that. Go ahead. I'm just thinking what a fantastic way to bring back Michael B. Jordan though. Well, you could bring back Natasha too, the way this ended. Cause he put her on a planet that didn't have her. Right. Yeah. He moved, he moved her. Remember? Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, I would, I, I'd be okay. But then I don't know. No, they settled the deal. <laughs> she could play Black Widow again. They settled. <laughs> right. And she says she's happy to work with Disney again because they're working on a movie together right now. With Disney. Oh, yeah. They're, they're working on one of the Disney, like a Disney yeah. ride movie, right? Yeah. So yeah. money fixes a lot of problems. Well, that was a bigger issue, though. That was an issue for all actors saying, like, listen, you know, if you make a deal, this is the deal. If you're going to pay me for streaming or whatever. So not to go down that huge road, but. No, I know. But let's face it. Was it Shang-Chi? Mm-hmm. That that sealed Disney's fate. Yeah, they had no legs to stand on after that. They're like, well, we we didn't stream this one, and we made hundreds of millions of dollars. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, have some money. The theater's not dead yet, right? Not yet. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Now, did you watch all the way through to the? Yeah, you know, I waited for each one, and there were no mid-credit scenes until this one, right? And we see. Which, go ahead. Well, we see what who we think. What do you call it? The uh, it was I can't remember what they call the um the 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 Hydra Smasher. Hydra Smasher. Yeah. So we think maybe Steve's in there, but is he dead or is he just the machine? Because if he's in a box, they play the oh. little Captain America music, you know, from the yes. Well, it, what I loved too. Is the hints and the references to what we know happened already in the MCU. You know, when, you know, uh, Captain uh, Carter goes to go back, she pauses. Right. Says, don't I get to have my happy ending? Which is a great reference because that's basically what Steve Rogers did. He went out and said, you know, I'm going to go have my happy ending. Right. So when she stops and goes, can I have my happy ending? But the watcher knows that he's, he's like, you have to go back to your reality. I know you need to go back to your reality. Because he knows she's literally seconds away from meeting Steve again. Yeah. But my question to you is what oath did he break? Pulling them together or putting Natasha in a different, in the wrong multiverse? Back. The oath he broke was right away when he. He's just interfering? Interfering at all. Right. The watchers are only supposed to be observers. 
But if there's nothing to observe, you got to fix something. Right. <laughs> so I get his point. If I let Ultron go, he's going to destroy all all of reality, the Omniverse. Right. Which is interesting. Why didn't other Watchers get involved? Because Watu, that's his name, is one of many Watchers. And there's Watchers that watch all kinds of things. Aren't we the Watchers? Isn't that kind of a nod to us? We can't really get involved. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because at the end, Black Widow, it basically addresses us, the viewers, by saying, "Right, you're just you're just watching, right? Your stories mean everything to me, right? So, yeah, in many ways, yes, we are the watchers. But would we not also get involved if a character we loved doesn't? We don't want him to die, and yeah, if we could, I mean, in a way, not Marvel." Remember back in the 80s when DC had that thing? Will Robin die? Call this number yeah. for yes, this no one for no. Yeah, yeah. And they did. People were answered. They said, kill him. <laughs> it was Jason Todd, though. Oh, he's a shitty Robin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I voted no. You know what? I would love to see. DC's Titans has got it, but I would love to see um, like a DC, like Night, Night, Nightwing. Like, like in the movies, yeah, like like in the DC universe movies, not this, not the Berlinetti teenage right. angst like thing. A, yeah, a I think Nightwing could be done very well. You know, you you do a Batman, you jump, you do a Batman movie. We're really sidetracking here, but it just kind of hit me. But you do a Batman movie as if robin's leaving like that's like you don't even do the other batman and robins right it's just like the or you know how he becomes nightwing kind of thing would be interesting you could do it that way or you could just have you know the problem was the dc universe didn't have any patience they wanted to get right into making them avengers money right away yeah and they screwed up so bad if they could get someone to commit to me in batman well you got five one. or six films we, we have one possibly for cool. the batman coming oh. out robert pattinson right so if you do that and over like the course of you know five films, which is going to take you what 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. if you have him bring on a Robin, say around film two or three, and then by the end of the you know whatever film you get to five, you know, in that many years, someone that's a teenager is going to be an adult, right? Then you spin off and do a Nightwing movie, and you can still have Robert Pattinson as Batman, yeah, and then if. Later, you want to do a movie because in the comics, Dick Grayson does go from Nightwing to Batman and then back. But Robin to Nightwing. Or I'm sorry, Robin to Nightwing and then from Nightwing to Batman. Right. And then back to Nightwing. But right. Anyhow, we've gotten way off base, but you it's could okay. do it. It's okay. We're talking comics and universes. Exactly. So I will say at the end of the day, it ended better than it started. I'm glad I watched it. Um, not crazy about all of them. Like, I'm just not going to, there's just some of them. I just didn't like, like zombies and whatnot. Uh, I like but, zombies, but, but I'm, I, I'm, I see where you're coming from, but I'm glad they did the series and I, you know, it gives them some leeway to tell some stories, which is cool. Um, but we shall see how it it's works. It's interesting out. you say that because originally, I mean, okay, let me ask you this question. Do you still think it's lazy? Some of it, yeah, because it, it was just revamping other stories, right? It's not new stories; they're just twisting it. They're just taking, oh, here's this one comment. Let's uh, let's just twist one little thing, and but we don't have to really rewrite anything. We just like, we'll put Peggy in that. It's like they started the whole. Uh, basically, it was Winter Soldier. Same opening, exactly, like almost oh, the same words, like shot you know, for shot, almost. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, why don't you see that guy in accounting or whatever? No one ever. No, nothing good ever says whatever she said, but it starts with Norm and accounting or whatever the hell. I can't remember what the exact I think it was Brad, wasn't it? No, it wasn't quite that cool of a name. It's like, you know. Um, anyways, so like that to me is a little bit lazy. It's like it's an easy way to get a story. That's fair. You know. So. But it gives them some leeway. You know, they painted themselves in a corner a little bit. Um I, you we know, got look, a new team. Looking at, yeah, but I don't particularly like this team better. <laughs> you no, know what no. I mean? <laughs> but it was interesting. Well, I did like, I mean, 
Okay, so they created a new team, which is an amalgamation of the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers. And I didn't like the name, you are the Guardians of the Multiverse. Like, God damn it, that was so lame. Yeah, but I did like they basically hand wave him away by yeah. saying, no one will ever know what you have done today. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, one thing. Yeah, we Jedi mind trick to all of them. Before we wrap up, one yeah. thing we forgot to talk about. So we got a glimpse, a hint of the episode that got pushed to season two. So um, there, yeah, there were originally supposed to be 10 episodes. Right. These, it was supposed to end at 10. We were supposed to get another episode in there. Episode seven was supposed to be somehow Gamora took on and defeated yeah, her father and then destroyed right, the right. stones. That's we right. obviously didn't get that story, so we're going to see it in season two. They gave us a point break instead. <laughs> I'm sure they I'm sure they based it completely on how far along are we in production on these episodes. Right. And that one had to get kicked. Because you obviously you had to you had to do the the two the last two episodes we had. They wrapped up this this season. Right. They couldn't bump one of those. Right. But it was interesting to see her uh with the dwarf, I can't remember his name, at the forge. And then of course right. we see Tony Stark again. This time his his Iron Man suit was very almost, uh, almost like something you see out of anime or manga. Yeah, but it was just it was a nice hint because even though we didn't get to see this episode, we know it's coming in season two, so it's a nice it connects them that way. So we know there's more coming. Right, right, but we don't know how it's going to fit in. Um, you know, they might tweak it a bit. Because if they pulled her into this for that reason, they didn't, you know, we just kind of got her, right? We don't even right. know what technically happened. Right. So, do you think Howard the Duck will be uh, pulled in? How many? He showed up at least twice in this, se- in this season. Yeah. Hey, Seth Green's getting work. Good for him. <laughs> I wonder if they'll pull him into the movies, if someone's going to have the guts to make that movie. Like, I could see... James Gunn, please make that one. Oh yeah, if there's a movie, too bad he he's done with Guardians of the Galaxy. He's, he's no, it done. doesn't have to be Guardians. Just a Howard the Duck movie, like re, I re, that, re, he's, maybe maybe. No, we'll you know who'd be great. Movie. You know who'd be great to do Howard the Duck? Who? Quentin Tarantino. Oh, here's the thing. He'd <laughs> that would have be a hilarious. Ideas. He'd have a thousand ideas, but he'd never actually make it. <laughs> no, he probably wouldn't. But. I can see him taking that character, a reverent character like that, and just doing something goofy. He wasted two years of buzz talking about doing Star Trek and then dropping yeah. like a bad habit. <laughs> right? Let's get a petition going. Anybody who listens to the show, hashtag Howard the Duck. Make Howard the Duck. <laughs> can see if we get that movie made. <laughs> if, you, if you can make that a hit, you might be one of the greatest directors of all time. I, I don't see anyone else doing it better than Sean, or not Sean, James Gunn could do. He would be perfect, right? Yeah, but I think, like I said, after Guardians 3, I think he's out. Well, maybe Taika Waititi would be good at it, though. I'd take Taika. I'd take him. Yeah, I'll ask him on Twitter. Maybe he'll listen. There you go. <laughs> All right. That's a good place to end it with Howard the Duck. Another week in the can, so to speak. Um I don't know what else to say about what if. I think we're good, right? I was trying to think if I had any good ending for it, but I don't. So, anyways, yeah, I maybe think on, I think you hit it on the head. It, it for you, it didn't start as strong, but you liked it ultimately, and you're you're not disappointed in this season. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, there you go. That, that's a nice through path for you. Whereas I liked it from day one. I fully agree. There are some uh, episodes, right? Yeah, but I, I thought it ended super strong, and now we can put it to bed. Cool. All right. Well, if you have thoughts about what if or anything else we talked about today, Michael, how can they share that with us? Well, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at KyberCast or on Facebook at The KyberCast for both a page and a group. Awesome. And if you do want to support the show uh, from a you know tip standpoint, check out our Patreon page again at patreon.com slash KyberCast. But honestly, the best way you can support the show is to tell your friends about the podcast Make sure they go to their 
favorite podcast catcher from Apple to Spotify to Amazon and smash that subscribe button. Smash it like the kids tell you to do it. Uh, or, you know what? Check out our website and uh, at kybercast.com and you can listen to every episode there if you don't have a podcatcher. Or even if you want to buy some cool swag to help the show, you can do that too at kybercast.com slash shop. We've got cool little mugs and things like that. Anything you want uh, to order, you can get those. T-shirts are cool. I got a few of them. Michael's got one. So, hey, Christmas is coming. Now might be the time to get them a little KyberCast gift. So, with that said, we will catch you next week with another episode of the KyberCast. Until then, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.